This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The first month in the life of twins is supposed to be beautiful. It's a time for the whole family to get to know each other, gaze into each other's eyes, feed your babies, diaper change, feed them again, try to get some sleep. They repeat it all over again several times a day, but it often seems to be so unpredictable. I'm Doris Kitchen, a postpartum doula, and I'm here to help new parents keep their sanities by creating a routine for your twins the first month of life. This is Twin Talks, episode number six. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. So I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app available in the Android and the iTunes marketplace. Jolly, can you tell us about a new program we've got? We have a new virtual panelist program which allows you to participate from the comfort of your own home. You can follow along on our Facebook page or on Twitter, but if you'd like to become a part of the conversation, you can use hashtag TwinTalksVP to become a virtual panelist in our discussions. All right, thanks. Before we get started today, we've got a couple panelists um, in our studio, and let's go around and just do some quick introductions. So I'm going to start with uh, Michelle across from me. Hi, I'm Michelle Rudden. I'm 33 years old, and I'm currently working part-time as a kindergarten teacher, and I have one set of twins, boy-girl twins, and they're 18 months old now. Wow. (laughs) 18 months and working full-time with kindergartners. Part-time with kindergartners. (laughs) The full-time would be a bit much. (laughs) And uh, Shelly, our producer. I'm Shelly Steely. I'm 30. I have identical twin boys, Grayson and Sawyer, who are 15 months old. Um, And I do work full-time as a history teacher, but with high schoolers. (laughs) Wow, it's got a lot of education in the room. And for me, I'm Christine Stewart Fitzgerald, your host. Um, Now, I've got um, my four-year-old identical girls, um, Alexandra and Julia, and um, they just had their birthday. And so it's, I got to say, it's it's becoming a lot more fun. There's a lot of fun in our house, a lot of role-playing. And then I have a singleton who uh, just turned one-year-old, Michaela, and she's, um, so we got all three girls, a lot of fun. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
So before we start today's show, um, let's look at um, a new app. We try to look at um, some smartphone apps that um, help us manage um, the twin pregnancies and parenting, anything that makes life easier. Today's app, it's called uh, Baby Care, and it's found in both the iTunes Marketplace as well as the, the Google Play. Baby Care is, is uh, basically a tracking device um, for uh, logging all the different daily details of your baby's um, lives. So when when they're really young, we know that we, we want to track the you know the pooping and the peeing and how much they're eating and when they're sleeping. And it's I mean there's that's a lot of stuff to to try <laughs> to remember. And I know sometimes the um, medical professionals would like to see that kind of data that kind of helps them get a better picture of you know how they're how they're doing. Um, so I know kind of the old school way is just, you know, pen and paper, but, um, you know, now we've got some, some apps here. What did you, what did you think of that? So we did pen and paper at first, um, cause we had my mom coming over to help a little bit during the evenings. Um, basically when my husband was at work, my mom would come stay with us in the early days and pen and paper just worked best with three people trying to see, you know, who had diapers when and who changed whom. Um, but once I was at back at work, we actually used a, a similar app and it looks like this one has all of the same cool functions, but it's free, which is great. Um, and it was just great because my husband and I could constantly be in touch about what was going on with the babies. So did one nurse for longer? Which side was one on? How many ounces did I pump? Who had a bath? Who had... Tylenol. I mean, it really, with two babies, it's so easy to get confused. Not that we don't know which baby is which, but in the middle of the night, if you're giving one medicine, if you can just track it on an app, that way when the next baby woke up and it was maybe my husband's turn, it wouldn't give the same baby Tylenol again two hours later. So I could really see that um, it was definitely something that was useful for us in the early days. I mean, we probably used an app similar to that for almost six months. Um, mm-hmm. And that one looks great. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I should point out with this, the baby care, Not when I was looking online for the, some of the baby tracking apps, most of them are designed for just single singletons, single babies. Um, There really weren't that many that offered the option of having multiple babies. So um, I think that's definitely something important. And I should mention this one was free as well. So this is a full service. They get their money by advertising. Um, So Michelle, I mean, would you use something like this? You know, personally, I guess I am kind of old school because I went with (laughs) the pen and paper. Um, For me, when I was getting up in the middle of the night, that was not the time I wanted to be fidgeting around with my phone. But we we did, um, we used the little battery-operated monitor that you could just kind of click on and it would let you know when you last fed or changed each baby. We had one for each baby. Oh, yeah, that's that's smart. That's definitely smart. Now, I mean, I have to say, I I, I used the uh, little little timer, the timers, but I have to say, since I've had my smartphone, I mean, it's pretty much attached to me, like, all the time. So, I mean, it's, you know, here it's four years later. I think I would probably use this just because it's it's usually in my hand anyway. Um, and then, you know, pr- I would want to be looking, for, you know, for kind of the sleep patterns because we didn't really look at sleep. Patterns. It was more about like, OK, how long has it been since we changed their diaper? Oh, it's been three hours. They're probably wet <laughs> or we probably right. have and a poopy diaper in our hands. We did use the app for when we were having sleep problems. We entered every single wake and sleep time and it calculated for us like 
charts of when they were sleeping and how long they were awake. And we use that to kind of build a routine from. So, um, like I said, it, it was similar. I like that this one is free because I certainly didn't like paying <laughs> when you're paying for everything else. But yeah, for me, I mean, with my husband and I working opposite schedules, we were never able to really communicate. Um, our phones are attached like, I mean, it's surgically attached to my hand. So at this time, you know, I could be pumping on my lunch break and look down and see that the babies had their bottles and that they were sleeping, you know, and so I would know when I would get home later exactly what I had to do. So I think it's it's definitely very useful. Yeah. I will say I've got a lot of girlfriends using these type of things with their babies right now, and they're just loving it. Uh, oh, cool. yeah, yeah, very cool. So I guess it really depends. Are you a tech person or not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Michelle and Shelly, based on what you've seen, would you use this? Would you give it a thumbs up or thumbs down what's your thoughts I would give it a thumbs up as a recommendation however for myself I'd probably give it a thumbs down I I just know that I wouldn't keep track of it or use it just not for you but maybe it's an okay app for someone to recommend somebody else absolutely I would give it a thumbs up definitely something I would use Awesome. And, you know, I, I have to say when I uh, downloaded it to my phone, um, I, you know, put my even my singleton who's now one and I thought there there might be some value in kind of just tracking her, her sleep. We're trying to get her to sleep the night. So <laughs> might be a good thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's topic is creating a routine for your twins the first month, and we're talking with Doris Kitchen, a certified postpartum doula who specializes in multiples, and she's been serving families throughout Southern California for many years. So um, now, Doris, I know um, in an earlier episode, uh, we, we had talked about bringing home twins in the first week, which just <laughs> like, wow, major, major change. How does this really change from, you know, one week to going to the first month of the life of twins? And what kind of um, developmental changes and transitions usually take place within that first month? Well, in the first week or so of life, you're really looking for the weight gain of the baby and get them peeing and pooping and regulated to being on the outside of mama. Then after that, I'd say, you know, after day five to seven to 10, you actually start, get, it gets easier and you start having fun with your baby, you know, looking forward the, to them to wake up versus, oh no, they're awake again. What do I do? So um, developmentally, there are so many things that are taking place. The fat in their brain is developing better. They're getting a wake-sleep cycle. They're born kind of nocturnal. Now they're learning the difference between sleeping at night versus sleeping all day. And um, moms feel rest more rested and or can if they have support. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, so it sounds like the babies are learning to sleep at nighttime. Does that mean that some babies actually sleep through the night in that first month? Or is, no, (laughs) should should we even think about that? it's really dangerous to let the baby sleep more than three or four hours. Depends on what their weight gain is. So if your baby has a weight gain of a half an ounce to two ounces per day, you can let them go that extra hour at night without waking them up for a feed. So you can go a four-hour stretch if they're capable of it, and then add on to your successes. So depending on how fast you get the baby and how effectively they're nursing or bottle feeding, um, 
you can the criteria is they're gaining between a half an ounce and two ounces a day they're three months of age or they've doubled in weight to let them sleep through the night okay so doubling their birth weight within the first month and then they or within whatever time period generally doesn't yeah. happen okay <laughs> okay you're, yeah you're on the process in the process the so so we should just not ex- have that expectation at all at all so I mean as far as sleeping then I mean what are the sleep requirements for babies in this in this time period I mean you know I, I always hear that um, babies are just sleeping all the time and I don't know I think with my twins I just did not find that to be the case I mean I have a few pictures of my babies and their little carriers you know and it was cute but I don't have a lot of memories of them sleeping a lot. (laughs) Babies usually sleep um, between 15 and 18 hours a day and after after they eat they get if they're especially if they're breastfed they get kind of an oxytocin download and um they tend to be really sleepy during and after their feed and then kind of wake up 20 or 30 minutes later and you're like, I just fed you. <laughs> but they're not waking up for that. They're waking up for the opportunity to be awake and to l- learn to live their life um, and have connection with their surroundings. So it, it's all a huge learning process for them. Their world is so vastly different on the outside of mom than it is on the inside of mom. Mm -hmm. So look for little windows of time for them to be awake during the day. Generally, you know, the first month they can do that or should be doing that two to three times per day. Mm -hmm. And if you can get a rhythm going with them, then um, their wake-sleep cycle really, you can really, I don't ever use the word sleep train, but technically that's what's happening is you're, you're showing them they're safe to sleep now you don't have to be awake, but if you'd like to be awake, and then how to go back to sleep mm-hmm. in a calm way. In a calm way. <laughs> yeah, without mom bouncing and, you know, all that for 45 minutes. And so if they're sleeping, I mean, so the average age is 15 to 18 hours a day. Now, that's that's for full-term babies as well as preemies or well, or, or does that change? Preemies are, are a huge difference there. Um when a baby is is premature, we like to I like to talk, teach moms that you're tre- you need to be treating them like they're not born yet. So you have to kind of supplement or augment what would be happening in the womb. So the feedings need to be consistent. Everything needs to kind of be in a nice routine. It's because you want them to develop. And then after they get to term, sometimes babies will, you know, a couple of weeks before term, they really start getting it. Mm. <laughs> right? So it's a learning, a learning curve. Yeah. But but I always tell moms you're gonna be you're gonna be really tired when you bring home preemie babies because it's such constant care and you can't really let up because you're their lifeline. Mm-hmm. And um, then after they get to term and they're stronger, then you can start letting them you know have a little more space in the world and Mm -hmm. adjust their own eat sleep pattern by themselves and i would think that i mean if if sleep patterns are different for for preemies um you know that are age adjusted probably the same would be for nutritional requirements as well preemies are going to sleep most of the time Mm -hmm. and so you're going to have to wake them up to feed them and then diaper them and nurture them hopefully hold them a lot that that's kind of a battle to just get them to wake up long enough to eat 
Mm, okay. <laughs> so maybe, so the old adage about don't wake a sleeping baby doesn't apply to preemies. Does not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not so we we'll wake so we'll wake them up. So and then so I guess for also for um you know healthy term babies um so what are some nutritional requirements I mean I, I know that um you know for a lot of the breastfeeding moms especially we go well, gosh how much milk should we be producing or you know if they're drinking formula how much should they be drinking within that first month? It's a max of half an ounce per pound of baby, which is a lot of food. If you're breastfeeding, you want to feel your breasts before you put the baby on and really learn your body language and and how swollen is my breast right how much milk is in my breast right now. And it's really demand, the baby demands it, the body supplies it. It's not the opposite like we hear supply and demand. It's the baby needs to get on there, learn to suck, strip your breast of as much of the milk as they can and or that they need and that's what tells your brain to make more Mm -hmm. milk if you're bottle feeding you want to not give them more than half an ounce per pound Mm -hmm. and i would think so with twins um we we can't assume that each twin is going to have exactly the same requirements so um (laughs) they could be totally different yeah that's why you have a breast a and breast b and they they nurse on breast a at this feeding and the next time they're going to breast B and you keep track of it and rotate them because each baby the twins are going to um, require a different amount of food. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I mean so P- Michelle our pants yeah. did you find were your twins um, d- did they have same or, or different requirements when they were when they were nursing did one stay on like to stay on longer or <laughs> you know I, I, I didn't notice that. I think that they stayed on pretty much the same amount of time um, within that first month, the period that we're referring to. My son actually wasn't latching, so um, I would nurse my daughter, then pump, then bottle feed him, then try to train him to latch. So it was kind of a, a different type of process than what we're talking about. But later on, after I got him latched, I would say, yeah, they were on about the same amount of time. And um, when I did give them the expressed milk at night, we would feed them out of bottles so that my husband could participate. And they would take the same amount of ounces at that time. Oh, well. right. So I think you would mentioned so your one of your twins was in the, the NICU just give a little background information. Correct. And so and um, he was he was only there for a few days. Okay, so I cannot say for sure that that's the reason he didn't latch. But to me, it kind of it feels um, like the that little delay probably, in that process. Yeah. So so you were actually doing um, some bottle feeding and breastfeeding, two totally different processes. Correct. I imagine it was hard to even measure, you know, are they getting the same amount? Are they consuming, you know, yeah. the same thing? Yeah. In, and in that beginning, that first month of time, I I didn't feel that, that there was any lack. I was just, you know, between the, the nursing and the pumping, I felt like I was making more than enough for what they needed. So maybe I was just lucky in that, That's awesome, that regard. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> it, that, that didn't last the entire time I was <laughs> nursing for sure. But that first month, my body was making what they needed. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, and I think, you know, kind of going to our, to our next question, I mean, you know, um, for the breastfeeding moms of twins, I mean, this this does translate into the need for pumping. I mean, I, I most of the twin moms I know did some form of, of um, breast milk pumping. Um, so, you know, maybe Doris, you can talk about what are some of the different options for incorporating, you know, 
breast milk pumping, feeding on, or, you know, exclusively bottle feed. I mean, what, tell us about that. What have, what have you seen in the families that you've helped? When you uh, introduce pumping into the breastfeeding equation, it's time-consuming. Mm-hmm. You need to be sure when you're going to be a mom that pumps. And it's tricky when you have twins because it's double the fun. <laughs> Get the babies fed. Make sure that, you know, they, they're satiated. And then pump immediately after mm-hmm. for 10 or so minutes. Maybe get a, an ounce off if possible. Mm-hmm. But chances are in the first month, the babies are taking what you're making. And there's not always going to be a huge reservoir left, mm-hmm. you know. So it's really just for supplement to give them a, the last little bit of their of their nutrition. Hopefully they're getting as much as they can from their mom. I mean, almost all twins are going to be born a little bit early. And the earlier they are, the more trouble they have with breastfeeding in general. So my boys were born 37 weeks, which is technically full term. And they had no latch issues ever, thank goodness. But they were falling asleep while nursing (laughs) because they were just so exhausted from the energy that it took. And they weren't getting enough, so they were losing weight. Um, And I had had a lactation consultant visit me in the hospital. And it was kind of, we were okay with just breastfeeding. But like almost every twin mom I know, at some point you have to pump and supplement a little bit. And so that's a real challenge because then you're you're nursing both babies because you want them to make sure that they know how to nurse. And then you're bottle feeding both babies to make sure that they get enough without, you know, because it takes less energy to drink from the bottle. And then you've got to pump again so that the next time that they wake up, they have that other bottle ready. And it's called it's called triple feeding. And it's um, I've found a lot of twin moms have to do that. And it is hmm. it's really, I heard of that triple feeding. It's okay. really, really hard um, because you by the time you're done with it's a 90 minute process for yeah. two babies. And yes. that was the shortest. I mean, it was two hours the first time we tried it and we got it down to 90 minutes. That was the least amount of time. And, you know, the babies had fallen asleep while I was pumping. And then we would we'd be looking at maybe 45 minutes to an hour if we were lucky before they woke up again. Mm -hmm. Um, And luckily I didn't have supply issues, but, you know, when you're on that every three hours feeding cycle and you spend 90 of those minutes feeding, (laughs) you've got barely any time. And if they didn't fall asleep right away, we'd have to, you know, put them to sleep, swaddle them, put, you know, change their diaper that they peed through again. And, and so we were on zero, I mean, zero sleep for the first month. I don't think we slept at all, to be honest, but it does get easier. It gets a lot a lot easier. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, I think, yeah, I mean, breastfeeding was probably, for me, probably the biggest challenge. And yet, like you said, I think that first month is just so critical of, you know, can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it at this marathon race, you know, to get through? And then it's like, okay, one mile, yeah. <laughs> milestone. Yeah. Well, I'm um, switching gears here. And talking about, we're talking about feeding. Okay. And what leads from feeding to pooping and peeing? So um, when it comes to diaper changing, so how many uh, diapers can twin parents expect to change each day? And, and does it vary from breastfed versus formula fed? Um, you know, with what's coming out? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it does. And it's funny, but moms really, you can tell so much through the poopy diaper about what they're getting nutritionally so the first few you know days of life they're meconium and then after that we're looking for transitional stool and then by day um five six seven you want to see a a poo that is a um mustard color with seeds in it mm-hmm. and that's that's the solids the seeds are the solids and it shows that they're getting the highest nutrition from your breast breastfed babies will poo you know, the first few days of life, we're looking for one pee and one poo. 
um, per day of life. And then after that, we're looking for probably six to eight peas and poos per day. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to always happen at the same time. So you could be doing 16 to 18 diaper changes oh my gosh. a day. You know, Wait, now getting, is that per kid or just total combined? That's per kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't have that, but wow. Yeah, depending like on your baby. Yeah. You yeah. Know, depending on your baby. So. So, so definitely need to stock up on diapers. <laughs> we had that, yeah. We went through um, over 800 diapers the first month with our boys. <laughs> we counted. And, and, and it's actually a good thing. I mean, the, and, and that does slow down as they develop. But in the beginning, there's, there should be lots of pee and poo. Okay. Well, you know, when we come back, uh, we're going to look at how these different needs, um, they translate into a typical awake and sleep cycle during the day. Welcome back. Today we're talking about creating a routine with your twins the first month with Doris Kitchen. And our discussion continues as we look at what a typical eating sleeping cycle might look like. So um, Doris, we kind of talked about all these different components and then putting them all together. What does it look like in the day through, you know, for the babies in, in, you know, sleeping and then waking up and eating? And then how does that translate for the parents and how they spend their time? Okay, there's a really great read um, by Dr. Phyllis and Marshall Claus called Your Amazing Newborn. And it talks about the six states of wake and sleep, Mm -hmm. of what that looks like. And when I'm working with my families, I always tell them, if you can get this down, you have the golden key to success. (laughs) If you can understand the wake, sleep, eat pattern of what your baby's doing, the sooner you figure it out, the better it's going to be. So if you want a quick read, that would be a fantastic. I found it fascinating, mm-hmm. and I learned a tremendous amount about it. So there's there really is three steps of being awake. You'll see your baby very still. Then they'll get for a while. They think they're taking in their sight and their sound and their smell at that point developmentally. And then they move, and they're taking in another sense, which would be touch. And then they will cycle into like a little wham. Where they, you know, it's not a cry, but it's just an expression. Mm-hmm. And and they they do this whole cycle. It's really fascinating to watch. Oh, that's a great, yeah, we will put that on our website, yeah. definitely. So if I was trying to plan things out and, and look at, okay, my baby's sleeping for a few hours, and then, oh my gosh, I've got these other things. I know feeding in of itself just takes a lot of time. I think, you know, Shelly touched on that. Um, I know, uh, like, I know in my case, you know, even when I was doing tandem feeding, um, it would easily take 45 minutes and then following that by pumping and that could easily be another half hour. Um, so it was kind of a, you know, it seemed like it was an assembly line process like, okay, you know, feeding and then I had, you know, someone helping me and I'd you know, literally hand them off and, you know, they get diapered and then they get to nap and then it's my time for pumping. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's really a full court press the first month of life it just is and it's it's really just nurturing yourself and your baby so your expectations on getting a lot of other things done don't have them (laughs) don't have okay yeah don't have them and when you can have friends or family help use it sometimes outside help is isn't really the help that you wanted it to be so you you know we talk about getting into that you not really like a a set routine but you get into a groove and you know your babies and you know like how to take care of them and you like you said it becomes an assembly line and so for me if somebody came over and wanted to help like I couldn't 
I couldn't really take their help with the babies at all. Even family members, um, you know, aside from my mom who was there, it was like, you know what? If you want to do the dishes, that would be great. Yeah. But, but you know, you know I, I never felt comfortable saying that. But they would say, oh, well, let me help. And, and then, you know, the feeding process would take twice as long because they don't know where the diapers are or what to do with the bottle or they're holding it wrong or they're not checking it. And so for me, it was easier to just so almost like time. just everybody just stay away while we get through this. Um, and that's and, okay, too. And stay away. It, and it's... <laughs> it's making that clear, you know, because I think people can get a little bit offended. Well, you don't need my help or you don't want my help. And it's like, no, it's just my 45 minutes of sleep that I'm getting a day are really precious and you're cutting into 20 of them. So if you could all just leave, that would be the best. Super personality dependent too. Cause I know I, I've heard that from a lot of my friends that they, they really didn't want the people coming in their home or even coming in the hospital when they were there. But I was completely opposite. I was like, my doors are open. It also depends on who's helping you too. Yeah, yeah. My, my neighbors and my sisters and all these people that have been through it before, they knew what I needed more than I knew what I needed. So, so That's they were great. coming in with bags of groceries and they wouldn't even ask, what do you need help with? They'd go get the laundry out of the laundry basket and put it in the washing machine. And, uh, you know, wow. I, 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 I don't think I could have survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes really... it's just, you're right. I think it's, having the help from other moms is just so welcoming. And, and I know sometimes, you know, you either just kind of relax and go, this is great. And then sometimes with other relatives, it just, you, you feel a little bit more guarded and you know I'll say in my case you know and I was you know breastfeeding and pumping and to be honest when my dad was there or my father-in-law was there okay I'm so I just yeah. maybe I'm more private no, but I just didn't I, feel I like whipping it sure. out you know right there with you know these older men who really weren't exposed to breastfeeding in their time either and so I felt like I had to kind of cover up in my own home so that kind of put a damper so yeah I, I realized I think it's maybe something you have to think about of let's have very specific time frames for some people and then other people like hey come on in so um, now if, if we you know really we realize up front that hey this is you know a, a lot of work and we want to hire you know the big guns and bring in a postpartum doula so um when should expectant twin parents you know start their search for a postpartum doula like yourself well doulas that work with multiples book up quick so um at probably about month four to six have somebody in place okay (laughs) because i get a lot of calls and um so do the other doulas that are doing twins not everybody works with twins. Mm-hmm. But a doula's heart is really not about money. Mm-hmm. A doula's heart is to make sure that every mom has a successful um, journey mm-hmm. and to help her facilitate that. Mm-hmm. So there's doulas that are in training that would love to come in and help. And so you just have to go on to maybe like dask.org and get and type in your zip code and find a doula that's in training or Dona. Dot org. Mm-hmm. Do you know anybody who's looking to get their certification? Mm-hmm. And when I started out being a doula, I did it for free, and then I was charging maybe ten dollars an hour. Wow! And and you don't have to have somebody come all night long. If you get the support four or five hours during the day, moms can nap, get a meal, get a shower, and just taking that load off that second pair of hands that can be with your babies that understand their development can make life so much easier. Oh my gosh. You know, I had I known that, I think we, I mean, we would have gotten a postpartum doula. I, I have to admit that I thought, oh my gosh, it, this is a luxury for people who have, you know, a lot of money and it's, and 
you know, we didn't think we could afford that. So, I mean, that is so great to know that doulas um, are working on like sliding scales and doulas and training and that it really is accessible for for everybody. Well, I think we're going to wrap up and, you know, I want to say thanks so much, Doris, for joining us today. And for more information about creating a routine for your twins the first month or for more information about any of our experts or panelists, visit the episode page on our website. Now, this conversation does continue for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, Ms. Kitchen will talk about some of her favorite gadgets and gear for young babies. And for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, TwinTalks.com. Here's a question from one of our listeners. This comes from Stephanie of Virginia. I recently downloaded the Twin Talks app. I travel a lot for my job and I don't always get a clear internet signal. Is there a way to download episodes and listen to them later? Hey, Stephanie, this is Sunny. I'm one of the producers on Twin Talks. And thank you so much for downloading our Twin Talks app. We are big fans of our apps because we all listen to apps and it's a great way to listen to the show on the go when you're out with your little ones. And um, yeah, so downloading the episodes, this is really easy to do because I know, at least personally with me, I don't always get great reception with my phone either. So when you log into the app, you're going to go to the episodes page, which is the main page on the app, and you'll notice next to each episode there's a little star. Well, when you do have good reception, if you click on that little star, you're going to see this little ring. It turns yellow and this little ring starts to form around the episode. When that ring is complete, so it forms a circle around a star, that means that the episode is downloaded to your app. So regardless of what kind of internet signal you're getting, that's actually on your app. You can listen to it whenever you want. So if you're going to be traveling or you know you're not going to get great reception, you may want to do this ahead of time to be able to listen to the episodes whenever you want. Thanks so much for your question. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Join in on this discussion by posting your comments on the Twin Talks Facebook page or by calling our voicemail at 619-866-4775. And don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed Their Babies, and Parent Savers, an online support group for new parents. And next week, we're going to delve into the science of twinning and talk about twin types. This is Twin Talks Parenting Times 2. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. 
visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.